Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Well, Wales have finally reached the World Cup, even though most of their players are from Devon. It's episode 287. And joining me tonight to discuss uh, the goings-on in Qatar for the 2022 FIFA World Cup, he feels like George Weaver. George Weaver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure how to answer that, but sure. Yep, that's me. Are you how how are you feeling tonight after? Um, it's true. I am feeling like like George Weaver. Um, yeah, I'm very happy. England, the England game was pretty lovely. Um, the Stoke game was also lovely because it didn't happen. <laughs> um, all those good things. It is nice, isn't it, with it just being re- well, literally. Well, I know Stoke are in the Middle East as well, but they're about as far away from my head right now as uh, as they could possibly be which is yeah and really i mean nice. i love pete smith but he keeps posting things about yeah. stoke and it's at some point pete I, I just want to forget about them i know it's your job but yeah don't tell me what we have to do to improve i, I just no. i don't want us to improve i want us to be liquidated no it's it's very yeah it's not it's not nice to be reminded that in 18 days time or whatever it is we'll be back against Cardiff. Um, but anyway, rather than talk about that football team, let's talk about Gareth Southgate's very nice bunch of lads and their excellent, uh, if not somewhat eventful game, uh, the 6-2 win over the Islamic Republic of Iran. Um, two goals for Bukayo Saka, one for Jude Bellingham, one for Jack Grealish, and uh, a couple of more that I can't remember. Uh, Rashford Rashford yes with his third touch and um, that's that's it isn't it yeah possibly anyway England won 6-2 they were very very good Um, oh Sterling Raheem Sterling of course ah yeah that's right yeah yes no they were very very good value for the win what did you think of the England's performance Uh, I thought it was pretty much exactly what was needed against a really annoying team that I had to the joy of my friends actually thought would be okay <laughs> and would be tough to break down. Um, and so there was a lot of sort of, oh, this is such a difficult game. Oh, Iran are so good, George. Oh, you're, tr- you're right, yeah. Um, but I think we were as professional as we could be against mm. what is actually a tough side to break down. Um, I, ch- I just really like England. I said on Twitter, like, the first 20 one 22 years of my life was these big egos who hated each other and didn't really give a shit about actually playing for England beyond, you know, I'm playing for England. I'm the star of England. And to now just see a bunch of really nice, just nice lads doing yeah. really well because they work for each other. Yeah. Cause Gareth's nice. <laughs> and Jack Grealish's little celebration for that kid was like really yeah. lovely. And Bakayo's like, yeah, they you just are. look at them and you go, "Oh, lovely lads!" It's great. Yeah, they are. They are just nice, aren't they? Like they are just a bunch of nice, nice young men. And um, I was really happy actually for uh, for Saka to get to get two yeah. goals. I mean, he obviously, as people remember, a year or so ago, he was one of the one of the lads who who missed the missed the penalty, and as as was Rashford actually. Um, so I think for them to get a nice running start. At this tournament yeah. is a huge, a huge bonus, and I, I was just impressed 
all round with I thought we were really really inventive um, throughout really um, yeah I, I yeah. mean obviously Iran made it quite easy to play because they just set up with what I can only describe as 8-2 formation <laughs> with the two yeah. with the yeah. two sitting defensive midfielders um, yeah I, it was a bit of a weird game obviously there's a lot sort of happening in Iran at the moment which was obviously referenced quite heavily um, uh, you know in the in the build up and I don't know whether that maybe is playing on some of their players' minds because yeah like they just didn't really look with it at no. all no um, no possibly I, th- I think as soon as we got up to our first goal I mean you know we'd had half chances I don't think we'd had anything the Maguire header that hit the bar. Yeah, yeah. We um, had a couple um, and the, uh, the the Maguire one at the back stick as well where it went uh, where the keeper Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Across the face of goal. Yeah. yeah. But I think as soon as we got that first goal, that was it. I think we did what a Southgate team is very good at, which is we scored and then we just completely killed it. That, you know, there was no chance they were ever getting back into that. And, yeah. you know, a nice finish while Maguire was concussed and a bullshit penalty. Great. Yeah, the, the, the penalty has got me a little bit concerned, actually, because it was <laughs> there was a much worse incident in the first mm. half for an England penalty that wasn't given or even really referred. And then a, a very innocuous-looking one, which I, I think, actually think looking back probably was a penalty, but it was more of a fact... I think both he, were probably, yeah. yeah. It was more of the fact that he didn't give yeah. the first one, which just gives me a little bit of... Um, anxiety ahead of closer closer games, but no, I thought I thought it was the perfect perfect result for England. They can sort of rest easy, especially after the Wales USA result tonight. They know really that well, another win will definitely see them through, but also um, a point isn't from either of these two games isn't isn't going to be a disaster either. So yeah, and I think it's important that a lot of people remember that you, I don't think we're going to win all three of our games in this group stage. I mean, historically, we um, don't do it. Um, no, and I, I, I'm i sure I remember reading a stat that not many teams mm. that win a World Cup or a Euros do that. Yeah, I mean, Spain, the, the 2010 Spain team lost their first game, which people yeah. forget about. They lost it to Switzerland, I think. Um, and then, you know, just bored the rest of the world to death with their annoyingly efficient and good football. But um, Exactly. I think I'm going to do a really boring thing here, but I think the only time we've won all three group games was 1982. Um, okay, and that was when it was split into two groups. And I, we, we went out of that tournament, we didn't lose a game because there was, there was a weird group set up. So you went through one group and then you went through another group, but only the top team went through to the semi-final, and we we drew both games. Ah, um, uh, okay. So we ended up going out, but but no, that's not going to happen this time. This time we're going to no. power through. Um, and finish yeah. finish top, hopefully. Um, the other game in our group tonight, of course, was um, Wales against uh, the United States of America, um, which has split members of the Wizards of Drivel um, podcast. Of course, our friend Zach over over in the United States um, was probably was well, certainly was watching on uh, a one one draw. Uh, what did you make of this game? Uh, do you know what? First half, I thought, oh, crap, I think the USA might do us. 
Um, and then second half, I realised that for some reason they were scared of Kiefer Moore. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, it was a it was a game where Wales would. I, I actually thought in the first half, Wales might have been right to sit back how they did, even though they were really poor going forward. But then, I think I just overrated what the US could do on the break because yeah. none of the sort of worrying. You know, you worry that if you press high against them, they've got that athleticism and pace to hit you in behind, but they just they just didn't really do it. Um, and Wales fully deserved the point. Yeah, yeah, it was that was like like the same. I thought because so I've got the USA in my work sweepstake, so I'm I'm invested in in the in the USA doing well this tournament. And I was watching it, and yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, they're playing these lovely interchanges. They, mm. uh, you know, they were really noticeable. Um, Adams was really good. Um, I thought for them tonight and uh, yeah I was like um, all right you know I'm on here they're going to be you know quarter finalists got a chance and then yeah Kiefer Moore comes on and just um, reminds me that Tim Ream is actually very bad at football and obviously he gives a penalty away uh, which Gareth Bale who I think had an absolute stinker yeah absolutely (laughs) he was horrendous I'm not really sure yeah, he, <laughs> he sees himself as the Hollywood hero of it, doesn't he? And he kind of just yeah, and he, he tries still, that, but he still managed to be um, somehow because, because yeah. he, he he won the penalty and stuck it away. But he was <laughs> he was very poor. He did a he did a wonderful Joe Allen-esque thing in the second half where he he lost the ball in midfield, ran back to get it, won it back, and then proceeded to lose it again. <laughs> uh, and you know, we got a lot of praise for that. It was it was um, a good homage to. Uh, to our well, not so not so favourite former Welsh catcher. He just all he did was forget to give a free kick away in the dangerous yeah, position at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, um, he was are, that step away. Are you um, worried then about about the USA and the Wales games, or are these games England will win comfortably in one, maybe get tested in one, or will they? You know what, what's going to happen? Do you think? I think we will be tested in both. Um, I do worry if Maguire isn't playing that Eric Dyer is going to be playing as a centre-back in a World Cup match for England. Um, that I mean, even saying that feels a bit <laughs> horrendous. Um, I'm not worried about either. I think maybe one of them might get a draw against us. But it, yeah. you get through to the next stage. That's the, the point of this is to is to qualify. Yeah. So I'm not particularly. If we can create like we did today, and yeah. watching both teams defend in this game, I I don't see how we wouldn't create. Yeah. Um, realistically. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Like that I'm looking at is if we win, if we win on Friday, the Wales game won't won't mean anything. We'll you know we'll be we'll be through. Um, exactly. So then you can maybe throw out a bit more of an experimental 11, you know, get get that sort of thing going on. But um... yeah. Speaking of throwing out extra players into it, I would like to say well done to Callum Wilson. <laughs> yes. For what might be the least expected pass of all time. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was really nice, wasn't it? And I think that, it was lovely. I think it does sort of ram home that sort of message that we've been, we've been saying about, how nice they are! And obviously, Jack Grealish's lovely celebration for yeah. uh, Finley as well. Um, even though, but that was 
yeah, it was just it was really nice to see how surprised he, like Jack Grealish looked surprised when he cut it back <laughs> yeah. at that point. He, he did like a double take off, but you know when he rolled it in the net, he sort of looked as to who it was. He was like, "Oh, it's Callum Wilson. Why is Callum Wilson passing me?" <laughs> um, yeah, it it was nice, and I think I think that might be you know it's a bit a bit twee to say that oh this is this is the difference between the two thousand and two yeah. England team and this England team, but it it. It's that's along those lines without being as definitive as that. But I, I, yeah. I said um, I was watching it at work and um, I was with um, like people you know of, of my age and I was saying that's the sort of game that in like 2006 or 2004 England like scrape home with the most disgusting 1-0 Yeah, win. exactly like, that. It's like a Beckham free kick that goes in off both posts or something and um no, we just looked professional and we looked we looked really, really, really good. Um Yeah, exactly. It's just it's so refreshing to well, it's so refreshing to one support a team who's good. And yeah. two <laughs> to just for England specifically to play like that in a really high pressure game where they've been I mean, we've been crap for eight months. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All the pressure is on the manager, all the pressure is on the players. At least three of those players, people would say, Why the hell are they starting? Um, yeah. And all of them were really good. I don't yeah. think anyone played poorly. Maybe Trippier, was... sort of, but even yeah, then. He looked, he looked a bit dodgy. Um, but yeah, I think everyone just played well in that in that sort of game. Yeah. I think the first half as well, um, it probably shouldn't be discounted that um, there was a 14-minute stoppage or whatever it was straight yeah. away, which obviously breaks your rhythm. Um I mean that was a, it was a pretty nasty collision, and I mean, it was that poor guy. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really surprised they let him play on for a bit because he genuinely didn't know where he was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's a question for you. It's a loaded question. Oh no. How far? And I know you don't like to court controversy online. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how far do England have to go? for Gareth Southgate to retain his job with the blessing of most of the England fan base? Most of the fan base? Yeah, I mean, I think I know the answer, but... Um, they have to win the World Cup. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with me, I don't care. He'd keep the job. Unless we, you know, get demolished in the next two games. Yeah. He keeps the job. Um, But I don't... Yeah, I, don't, I think he might leave no matter what happens. I think if he yeah. wins the World Cup, he might leave. To be honest, well, I don't think it, I, want, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with him leaving if he's done the World Cup. No, you know, it's mission, mission mission accomplished to borrow a George Bushism. But um, I think, yeah, it's it's a tr- it's a tricky one because I mean, how many how many tournaments did it take um, Joachim Love to to win yeah. Germany? And you know, it was it was a few. Um, and they're still they're still such a young team. You know, Ballon, yeah, and it's Ballon is nineteen. Saka's not very old. Um, you know, they're still so no, young. and we've. It's not like we haven't got players coming through either. In the sense of like, you look at our backline is not so young. It's not particularly old either. But we've still no. got people like Ben White coming through. People like Trent who are coming through as well. Chilwell, all those sorts of players. Yeah, yeah, Con- Con- <sighs> yeah. I. Yeah. I just really don't want to go back to the days of pre Gareth Southgate. Yeah, it's it's definitely like you were saying. It's it, growing up with England and England 
sort of just been a bit. Mm. Um, it has been nice in the past four years to just enjoy yeah. a tournament, and obviously, expect expectations going to rise because you can't get to a, a final and a semi final and have this bunch of players and not expect people to to want the team to go really far. But I, I don't know. I just yeah, it's I, nice though that. I'm not annoyed at that expectation because I actually think it's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think we might do it sort of thing. Whereas I just, I can fully see someone like bloody Eddie Howe with this team with Harry Kane playing on the left wing and Callum Wilson up front and, you know, back to the sort of 2014 World Cup days of just hoping yeah, I mean, I think I think Cow has um, managed to delay his transition to England manager by a couple of years with how he's doing at Newcastle, yeah. to be fair. Because um, I, I thought yeah. he was nailed on, um, especially after the, the 4-0 defeat to Hungary. Um, but maybe that's been staved off on, on two fronts now, I, I don't know. Um, so, tomorrow night, we have hopefully the only... Well, not hopefully the only... I, I wish there was more, but the... the Extant Stoke player at the World Cup mm-hmm. in Harry Souter up against um, France and the other um, faction in the French team and the other faction in the French team because there's about eight <laughs> who all hate each other. Um, that's on a seven. Do Australia, with the best centre-back in the world, have any chance of doing anything against France? Every time I've said or thought, I don't think they're as bad as they seem. That team has gone on to produce one of the worst performances ever at a World Cup. And I've only thought that twice so far. So, yeah, I I don't think so. I really, I, I think they've scraped their way through qualification from what I understand. And they're that kind of team where they're kind of, you know, it's great that they're there, but. Yeah, it's um, great that they're there, and that's about as much as we might get. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at the team, and it's uh, it's pretty rough. <laughs> there's a lot of like SPFL players there, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, so there's um, yeah, so there's a couple from Heart. Well, three from Hearts, one from Saint Mirren. <laughs> um, oh, where's Tony when you need him? Um, yeah, and then uh, as most of their Attacking players play for um, A League teams. Um, oh, I've, I've got Jason Cummings. Mem- remember him? The, uh... the, the uh, self anointed cum dog. Um, I think that's <laughs> himself. That's not I me. think you look on different parts of the internet <laughs> than me, Matt, at this. <laughs> no, he's, um, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, he's a bit silly, and I can't remember why he's silly. Um, but anyway, yeah, he plays for them. Born in um, Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, of course. <laughs> they've got, they've done a little recruitment drive, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got two caps for Scotland. Goodness. Oh wow. Yeah. But I think, I think it kind of shows what they're about when their recruitment drive is. You're not quite good enough for Scotland. <laughs> Why not try us instead? Australia, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be. I'm, I'm 100% with you. Uh, that, probably... that being said, I mean, they could. Fran- like you said, France have got that many factions that 
Oh, they just yeah, they I could mean, do anything. But and there's always uh, there's always one big team that that falls yeah. apart. Always. I mean, last time um, last time it was Germany, wasn't it? They just they were just all over the place. Yeah, um, ended up losing the South Korea. They lost. Um, and they like, uh, yeah, I think they did. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty horrifically as well. Like, um, yeah, Neuer went up for a corner or something. Um, yeah, so there's always one big team that falls apart, and I, I, you'd have to say on the balance of them all hating each other, <laughs> um, and and now with uh, Karen Benzema, of course, not not yeah. being, not being fit, that they are probably the likely candidates to to do that. I mean, uh, the other game tomorrow, or the games rather tomorrow. Uh, Argentina, Saudi Arabia. Don't don't think we really need to discuss that one. Um, <laughs> Denmark, Tunisia. Again, don't really need to discuss that one. And Mexico, Poland, which is just what I see the World Cup as. That's just like a pre staple, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like a preeminent World Cup fixture that um, with Lewandowski not doing well as he never seems to do at tournaments. Um, yeah, so I have to say. Um, so far, based purely on the football alone, I think it's been an okay uh, spectacle. But obviously, there are um, issues surrounding this World Cup, which I thought were actually pretty nicely touched on uh, by the BBC ahead of the ahead of the um, the, the kickoff yesterday. Um, Absolutely, yeah, I thought they did that kind of as well as the BBC are allowed to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Um, it, it it is tough. I mean, obviously there was the big thing today about England wearing the armbands, but we don't want to get booked, so we're not going to do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, I mean, I was absolutely furious at that. I, for them to get down to the position already of the most pathetic compromise of, well, maybe we'll wear an armband then. Yeah, and then to say, oh, actually, no, we're scared of getting booked. It's just. I mean, despicably spineless from them. But I mean, it, I, the thing I didn't really understand was it, it would it would it was it just Kane who was going to wear it? Yeah, it's the captain's armband. Yeah, he was going to wear the. Yeah, so I didn't really get that. Kane Kane shouldn't really pick up a booking with no. how he's playing and who he's playing against in this game. So I didn't really get it. And um, I, I mean, it, to be honest, for me, I mean, I know this is kind of like you said. I don't want to cause controversy, but. but for me even if Kane is going to get a red card for it that is a more important gesture than any football game I would rather the England team put those kind of gestures on the world stage and lose every game 6-0 because we're down to four men (laughs) than I would us spinelessly win every game 2-0, 3-0, 4-0 it would have been a we should again for me, not to cause controversy. This should be a World Cup that's boycotted, but yeah, it's it's, it's never going to happen, is it? So I just the one tiny part of me that still has faith in people thought maybe we'll at least see an armband, and it was nice to see us take the knee and things like that. But yeah. I just like fuck the FA for that. That the fact that they would be so spineless as to say we're not going to let one player receive a card for what is effectively a really tiny compromise sort of gesture anyway yeah yeah. I I was pretty it was pretty grim to read it well as we all know sports and politics shouldn't mix and that's why (laughs) the last two World Cups have been in Qatar and Russia 
That's exactly. what, yeah, but they don't mix. Remember that they don't mix. Um, yeah. So do we have anything else? Um, how are the hippos? Do they need feeding? Oh, do they need feeding? That's a good question. Um, I think there's so many actual problems with <laughs> with the last week or so in the world. I don't know if we can actually feed people to the hippos for that. No. No, maybe can we, we can... feed them to the hippos for like actual war crimes and things like that? I don't know. Maybe we can give the hippos an armband and then yes, pull out of giving them that armband at the last minute and give people a reprieve or something. I don't know. All hippos to take the knee. All. <laughs> Do they have knees? Uh, that's a good. That's a great question. Um, this is turning into like a QI podcast, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Do hippos have? Knee- I'm sure they have. They must have knees. I don't know. Or are they elbows? Potamus definitely has knees. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's just like mildew from the <laughs> it, it definitely needs a wash. Um, yeah, that's a good question. We'll answer that on the next Wizards. Um, yeah. Any yeah. zoologists or biologists. Again, yeah, or... If, you do, if you do know the answer to that, please let us know because it's very important. Um, yeah. In that case, we'll leave the hippos while they're, um, the structure of their patellas is yet to be determined um and anything else any other business before we before we finish up uh, there's a nasa moon mission at the minute that's really cool oh yeah um for those of you who don't know my other forte other than hating football is space um and the artemis one mission just went around and did its first sort of translunar injection into a distant retrograde orbit and the pictures that came back were really really cool so please do look at that it's artemis if you search it on twitter or anything like that there's loads of live footage of it it's really cool all all no football on this podcast moving forward no. this is just way more interesting isn't it is the actual Absolutely. is the secondary objective of artemis to find um one of charlie adams halfway line <laughs> And have they found it yet? Um, I, I don't think even NASA <laughs> can travel that far. <laughs> no. There's some, you know, it's like the sort of Futurama thing, isn't it? Where in a thousand years it'll go to this, you know, Omicron Percy I eight, and they'll pick up a <laughs> Nike Flight 2016 <laughs> Premier League ball. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, gradually, like, over time, the sound somehow carries across where people clap, well done, Charlie, well done. <laughs> Good effort, Charlie. Oh! Um, yeah, and everyone laughing and me just sitting there absolutely furious. What a so, fucking waste. As, yeah. as, as he's exactly. wasted three on one. Um, <laughs> God, anyway, yeah, no football on this podcast moving forward. Anyway, I think we will, we will leave it there. Um, so um, all is left for me to say is thank you, very much for joining me tonight, George. Thank you very much, Matt. This has been lovely. Yeah, it has it's been very nice. And uh... oh, I would like to add, everyone listening, if you get the chance, please do look up Red and White Christmas again. Yes, yes on Twitter, it is. I can't remember the website link for it, but on Twitter, it's Red and White we'll, Xmas. We'll, we will post the link when we post the post the pod. Um, but yes, George is absolutely correct. Check that out. It's a Fantastic initiative working across multiple charities and multiple uh, Stoke-affiliated um, podcasts and, and media outlets. 
Um, exactly. And I think we're doing, I was just going to have a look at sort of, uh, while I stall for time and find out what sort of numbers we were on. Because <laughs> I think it's been a while since we've actually checked how much we've got. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're up to 40% of our target at £2,060. Wow. Wow. Uh, and it's oh, 21st of November. So not bad. Well done, everyone who has donated. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you. If you can't donate, please just share it. Anything helps at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, check check that out um, in in the link that will be attached to this. And all that's left for me to say is, come on, Harry Suter. <laughs>